Now, I want to jump into this sermon series. It's been a good one, right? Taking back what the enemy has taken. It's been a powerful reminder to many of us that we need to fight for things, don't we? Things don't come easy, do they? Most good things don't come easy. Most things that are valuable in your life, you've had to fight for, you've had to work for, you've had to have blood, sweat, and tears. Maybe you're still having blood, sweat, and tears. Some of you that are in college, you're having blood, sweat, and tears right now because you're trying to get those classes completed, those tests passed, because you need to accomplish something. That doesn't come easy, does it? Any college students in here? Yeah, all right, all right, all right. Anybody else? No, I, I want to acknowledge. Anybody else? Oh, back there? Cool. Give them a hand, church. Give them a hand. Let me tell you why. Because I, I, I went to college while I was in church and while I was in ministry, and it was not easy. And while I was a husband and a father at the same time. So I know it's not easy to be in school and then try to stay saved in the meantime. So I applaud you all because I know that isn't easy. And just like schoolwork is something you have to fight for. No one just hands you the grade. No one just hands you the degree. There's things that you and I have to fight for in our lives spiritually. In 1 Samuel, we have an account of David taking back what was his, and specifically his family. And the Israelites also had to take back their wives and their children because a raiding party had came and kidnapped all the women and the children. Now just imagine how you would feel, men, if you came home one day and all the women and children in your household were taken that's how David and the men felt. And in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 8, it says that David inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue this raiding party? I give David credit for asking, to be quite honest. Most of us would have been like, let's go. Right? Come on, man, where you at? Amen? Yes! We'd be like, hey, we need to go get back what's ours. But David is a man of God, checked with God, and that's a good lesson to me as a man, that we need to check with God on things. And he says, shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? Pursue them, he answered. You will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. To me, the scripture is addressing the relationship idea. That relationships are worth fighting for. He didn't go to get back his horses and his donkeys. He went back to get his relationships. And who were David's relationships, children, all of the Israelites' wives and children, his own, aren't people worth fighting for, church? Now, I know this is the, the youth night, so I'm going to be speaking to the youth, but also to the whole church. But in general, relationships are worth fighting for because there's value in relationships. And, you know, no one knows that better than, believe it or not, teenagers. Did you know statistically, mathematically, studies have shown that teenagers feel more connected to their friends than to you, mom and dad? <gasps> I know that's a shock. I know many of you are like, no way. I'm number one in my baby's life. Oh, no, you're not. Not right now, you're not, according to stats. Maybe you are and you're lucky, but according statistically, teens highly value their friends' relationships more than their parental relationships, more than their sibling relationships. 
In general, though, if you and I as adults and youth, all our relationships are precious to us, aren't they? Now, I know some relationships get on our nerves, and some relationships we just kind of have to fight to get through. But overall, if it came to push and shove, you'd be right in that raiding party to go get your family back. Am I right? To get your relationships back. Am I right? And see, the devil knows that relationships are important to us. And this is why the enemy is always trying to ruin and divide relationships. Have you noticed that? You can have a perfect day planned out, you know, with your kids or with your husbands or your wives. You have everything in order. But if there's a problem in the relationship, if somebody has offended somebody in the relationship, that day is not worth anything, is it? That's right. Somebody's like, no. <laughs> this is why the enemy fights relationships. Because it does something to us on the inside. It takes our joy. It takes our purpose away. John 10.10 10 says that the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. You see, today, I want you to be aware that the enemy wants to bring destruction to those relationships in your lives. And he's doing it also in your lives, teenagers. He's doing it in your life, young adult. The enemy, if I asked you to raise your hand, but I'm not going to ask you to do that. If I asked you to raise your hand today, is there any relationship you're having a problem with right now? I bet you 50% of this church would. Oh, there's people already raising their hands. I didn't ask you to raise your hand. But people are already, yes. I got problem relationships. Well, today, I have the privilege of speaking on taking back relationships, all right? Taking back relationships. Because remember, the devil comes to steal. The devil comes to kill relationships. He tries to take what God has given you, and some of those things are relationships. We all have relationships of one type or another. We have relationships with our friends, with our families, and with God. You think the devil's going to try to stop at our relationships with God? No, he goes after that too. 